many telemarketers does it take to change a light bulb? Just one, but they have to do it while you're eating dinner. How many narcissists does it take to change a light bulb? One, he holds the bulb and the world revolves around him. How many psychiatrists does it take to change a light bulb? Just one, but the light bulb has to want to change. How many NASCAR drivers does it take to screw in a light bulb? None. They can only turn to the left. I don't know if you've been aware of that or not. How many aerospace engineers does it take to change a light bulb? None. It doesn't take a rocket scientist. How many mystery authors does it take to change a light bulb? Two. One to screw it almost all the way in and the other to give a surprising twist at the end. There's more groans. I don't, anyway. One more. How many Nazarenes does it take to change a light bulb? At least 15. One to change the bulb and three committees to approve the change and decide who brings the potato salad. Well, today, today we are... We are talking about light and what it takes to change, but I, I, I'm getting ahead of myself just a little bit. As I told you, we're, we're starting a new sermon series for the season of Lent, ending on Easter, and over these seven Sundays, we'll be answering one question, really. It's a question that, 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 that matters for our spiritual lives, and the answer determines a lot about who we are and, and what we do. It's a, it's a question that some people avoid asking, but it still demands a response. And so as we head toward Easter this year, we're going to be answering the question, who is Jesus? We, we could go many places to find answers to that question. We could go to the history books and see the, the facts of Jesus' life and ministry. We could go to scholars who have studied Jesus over the years. We could uh, watch movies and, and uh, TV shows, that great new uh, series, the, the, the Chosen, uh, uh, get a, a fresh perspective on, on who Jesus was and who he is. Of course, we'll, we'll go to the Bible, obviously, to find out who Jesus is. But even more specifically, I'd like to go to the source to find out from Jesus himself. We're going to be hearing from Jesus in his own words. Seven times in the book of John, Jesus declared, started off a phrase, I am, and then he proceeded to give a vivid metaphor that described a unique attribute of his character. Uh, So over the next seven weeks, we'll be discovering who Jesus is in his own words, and today is all about light. John chapter 8 verse 12 starts us off. When Jesus spoke again to the people, he said, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. I am the light of the world. Well, light is, uh, is a key metaphor throughout Scripture. Uh, usually, uh, light stands for righteousness and holiness, right? It's the good way. It's the, it, it's the right way. Uh, uh, light is, is on the scene literally from the dawn of creation. Uh, it's the first thing that God created. Uh, after God created light, one story goes that he exclaimed to, to no one in particular, incredible, I, I just created a 24-hour period of alternating light and darkness on the earth. And an angel asked him, well, what are you going to do now? And God said, call it a day. So, it's coming. So, it's not quite 
how it happened, but from the moment God said, let there be light, we see that light brings order out of chaos, right? It, it provides direction. Light brings, brings purpose. It, it gives hope. Because light, or because life in the dark has some problems. It, there, there, it seems to be that there's a lot more problems in the dark, uh, living in the dark, than in the light. I, I was thinking back, and, and many years ago, I was serving as a, a, a middle school camp director. Uh, so I was the guy in charge of about a hundred so uh, middle schoolers uh, on a campground for a week. And uh, anyway, I was, it was a couple nights in and, and uh, I was tired and, and everybody had gone to their cabins. And, and I thought, well, I'm going to take a walk and just relax a little bit and make sure everybody's where they're supposed to be, but really just kind of clear my head. And, and so I, I, I headed out uh, kind of out the back way and, and across a field on the campground there. And uh, I hadn't gone too far when I, when I, I, I mean, I can't describe it any other way. I, I sensed a presence with me. Something, someone was near. I, I, I couldn't see anything. I, I still had that sense. So I slowed down and, and I still sensed it and I sped up a little bit and the presence still seemed to stay with me and I stopped and I waited and I listened and after a few seconds I pulled out my flashlight and I, I started shining the light around and, and sure enough, right there to the right of me, just a few feet away, was the biggest, fattest skunk I have ever seen in my life. This was not a spiritual presence, okay? This was very, very real. Some of you thought I was going there. I, uh, as, I, as I shone the light there and then I shone the light... I, he was not the only skunk out there in that field, but there were several uh, that decided they were going to take a stroll with me across the, uh, the field that evening. And so I, I carefully retraced my steps. I made it uh, back to civilization, so to speak, back to the, uh, the, the, the cabins and then to my cabin, and I breathed a sigh of relief as I uh, settled into my bunk, unsprayed, uh, but... Things can happen in the dark that you're just not quite uh, uh, aware of. Problems can, can spring up in the dark. Living in the dark doesn't usually turn out too well. And so Jesus said, I am the light of the world. It's not a brand new revelation. The Gospel of John uses light to refer to Jesus starting in the very first chapter. Uh, John 1.4 says, In him was life, and that life was the light to all people. Verse 9 in John 1, The true light that gives life was coming into the world. A couple chapters later in chapter 3, John summarizes Jesus' mission on earth this way. He says, This is the verdict. Light has come into the world. But people love darkness instead of light because their deeds were evil. John was, was so impacted by this characteristic of Jesus that, that over 60 years later, as he sat down to write a letter to the Christians in the early church, uh, he, he sat down to write what we know now as 1 John. And uh, in, the, in the first few verses of that letter, John sat down to write and he said, this is the message we have heard from him and declared to you. God is light. In him there is no darkness at all. 
Jesus refers to himself as the light several more times in the Gospel of John. And the, the image is also used in letters of Paul and, and, and in, the, in the book of Revelation. It says in the New Jerusalem, uh, when Jesus is the only light that we'll need. Uh, Revelation 21, the, the city does not need the sun or the moon to shine on it, for the glory of God gives it light. The Lamb, Jesus, is its lamp. The nations will walk by its light. If we are trying to discover who Jesus is, he tells us here in his own words, I am the light of the world. And it seems like a pretty important aspect of who Jesus is. So, so we need to unpack that a little. What does it mean if Jesus is the light of the world? Well, one thing he's, he, he seems to be saying there is that, that he's claiming to be God. He's, he's the Messiah. It says that he is the light of the world, right? There are no other lights that truly lead to God that end up at eternal life. Only Jesus. He is the light of the world. Now we're going to see this exclusivity in several of the other uh, I am statements that we're going to look at uh, uh, throughout this series. Uh, Jesus is pretty specific that, that the only way to get out of the dark and into the light, the only way to eternal life with him is through Jesus, through himself. It's not through trying really hard. It's not through a well-thought-out plan. It's not through any other religion or or religious activities or just being good enough. This one statement uh, uh, Jesus is saying here, that he's, he's laying it out straight. I am the light. There is no other light. It matters what we do with Jesus. It's significant that Jesus is the light of the world. It's also significant that Jesus says he is the light of the world. Jesus came for everyone. Not just the Jews, not just certain hand-picked people, not just the Nazarenes. Jesus came for the world. Whoever follows him, Jesus says, can get out of the dark. I mean, this, this, this light metaphor is just, is, is just rich. Uh, um, just a, a few more things. Uh, light always overcomes darkness, right? If, if, if darkness never spills into a lighted room. If, 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 there, if there is darkness and light together, light always over, overtakes it. Uh, uh, always. Jesus is the light of the world. He, 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 light always overcomes darkness. Uh, light always shows truth. Right? Uh, Jesus uh, uh, it says he's the light of the world. He's revealing how things really are. He's shining. We, we talk about shine light on that subject. We, we're looking for the truth of it. We're, 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 we're pulling out of the shadows anything that might be lurking or hiding. We're, we're showing uh, the, the, the light. It's hard to, hard to hide things in the light. Uh, uh, Jesus is the light of the world. He shows us truth. Uh, light also provides direction. Right? When, when I have light, I can see where I'm going. I, I can see what, what might be uh, up ahead that I need to avoid or, or what steps to take next, uh, the, which path is best. Jesus, uh, is, uh, Jesus is the light. He provides direction. So Jesus overcomes the darkness of sin. He reveals the truth. He provides direction for our lives. We've, we've, we've all know what it means to be in the dark. We've, we've, uh, and, and, and that is a great metaphor to think about the fact that we also all know what it means to have sinned, right? But, but we don't have to stay in the dark. Uh, we don't have to stay in the darkness of sin because Jesus is the light of the world. Whoever follows him will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 
The first step out of the darkness of sin is to recognize that you are, in fact, in the dark. Uh, that's, that we, we've got to recognize where we are before we ever, before we ever uh, make a step to get away from the Scripture says uh, that we have to confess our sin. We have to own up to our sinful choices. We have to own up to our dark and sinful attitudes, the things that, that displease God. We have to recognize the darkness around us, and we have to have the desire, the want to, to step out of the darkness and into the light. But, but usually, usually people who are in the dark don't even know it, and, and if they do, a lot of times we're embarrassed to expose it, right? We'd rather just stay. We saw that, that verse from John 3 a minute ago. Uh, people prefer the darkness instead of the light because they're doing bad stuff and they want to hide it. I've heard a story about missionaries who, who work with children living in the sewers in South America. Now, you'd think that children would jump at the chance to come up and out of an underground life of poverty, but they say it's harder than, than we might think. First of all, uh, of all, they hardly know what light is, so they're blinded when they come out. They've been living in the darkness of the sewer. And, and then as their eyes adjust, they see how filthy they are from living for months or years in the sewers among the waste of thousands of homes. And so there's, there's shame that sometimes can't be overcome. And some of those children turn around and, and prefer to live in the dark rather than confronting their own filth. The, the Bible tells us that God is constantly seeking us out, uh, calling us to him. And, and when we begin to listen, it's, it's like the light begins to shine, right? We, we begin to see life from, from God's perspective in the light. It's, it's not Jesus' desire to shame us, but simply to convince us that the darkness isn't the best place to stay. When the, when the lights come on in our lives, when the light comes on in our lives, we begin to see that sin has corrupted our minds, so we're not thinking like God thinks. And sin has corrupted our desires, so we don't want what God wants. And we begin to see that sin has corrupted our emotions, so we don't feel what God feels. And, and sin has corrupted our relationships, so we don't treat people like God would have us treat people. We begin to see that life in the dark, life following self and sin, is, is uh, living life opposite of what God would desire for us. I think light isn't fully appreciated until we own the depth of our darkness. When, when Jesus comes, he, he meets us in the dark, and we can follow him out of the dark and into the light. We confess our sin, and we ask uh, Jesus to flood our souls with his light. I, I mean, this, this word picture is just, I mean, we get it. Jesus used these metaphors and, and pictures because they're, they're, so, uh, they're, they're, they're so great to grab a hold of. We, 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 we get it. We understand the stark contrast between living in the dark and, and living in the light. Uh, sometimes we, uh, we, what is it, a seasonal affective disorder, right? The, some of you maybe uh, struggle with in the wintertime, and uh, days like today are just, oh, oh, great, a breath of fresh air, and you just stand and you just kind of soak in that vitamin D out on your front porch or whatever. You take a walk, and it, it's just, oh, it's just great because, because we know that life in the dark or life, life in the dingy, dreary, whatever, is, is uh, just su such a difference between life in the light. It's, it's, it's a completely different existence. I, I, I love Isaiah 9-2. It's one of my favorite verses. We usually, we usually quote it around Christmas time, but it's, it's true all the time. It says, the people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. 
It's that sun coming up. It's the somebody flipping on the lights. It's, it's oh, now I get it. Now I understand. And, and the Holy Spirit comes in and he says, life is better than this. Follow, follow me. If you find yourself walking in darkness today, if you're worn out trying to do the right things uh, uh, and always failing, if you've, if you've lost hope, if you're, if you're struggling with, with, uh, uh, with sinful choices or, or secrets or, or uh, you're keeping things hidden in the dark, I, I, I want you to hear this message today from Jesus himself in his own words. He says directly to your soul, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me. It's not if you've done some stuff, but not those folks that have really messed up. He says, whoever follows me, if you choose to follow him, you will never walk in darkness, but you can have the light of life. (laughs) Believe in Jesus, allowing him to be the light of your world today. Follow him out of the darkness of sin and into the light of salvation. That is a very key concept as we think about who Jesus is and, and especially that he is the light of the world. Uh, it, Jesus saves us from the, from the darkness of sin and he gives us life in the light, but, but it doesn't end there. We want to continue to listen to Jesus in his own words, this time from the Sermon on the Mount in Matthew chapter 5, beginning in verse 14. He says, you are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Okay, we've uh, we've muddied the waters a bit here. Jesus says in John 8, I am the light of the world. And in Matthew 5, he says, you are the light of the world. And that's... Maybe a little bit confusing. Which is it? Is it is Jesus the light of the world, or are we the light of the world? The answer is a resounding yes, both and. Right? Actually, the only light here. Here's here's the the the, the significance here. The only light that can shine that can shine in us is from Jesus anyway, right? When we accept his invitation to follow him out of the darkness of our sin and into the light of his truth and righteousness, he expects us to start shining, but it's not light that that originates with us. It's his light uh, that shines through us wherever we go. We become extensions of him since he is the light of the world, and so then we become that light too. In a, in a, uh, back back in the day, I guess back when I was uh, 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 that that camp director. But back when I was a youth pastor, um, uh, we we were serving in a church uh, in in Kansas, and we developed a name for the for the youth group. Um, go ahead and show that little logo there. GPNL, God's Power and Light. And we got our little guy there, Joe Electric. Uh, somebody even made a little mascot for us that we had with uh, little orange pants, and it was it was very cool. Um, but uh, Loosely, loosely uh, um, related to, we got our inspiration from that guy. Remember, anybody remember Reddy Kilowatt from back in the day? Some of you are are older than me. So, uh, oh, wait, did I say that out loud? Sorry. Um, the the whole the whole uh, concept uh, of our of our group there then that that logo and that name and, and all of that was taken from two verses you see the the uh, the scripture up there above the and Second uh, uh, Corinthians four six and seven. And here's what it says. For God, who said, let light shine out of darkness, 
made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of the glory of God displayed in the face of Christ. But we have this treasure in jars of clay to show that this all-surpassing power is from God and not from us. It's God's power and light. Jesus, the light of the world, makes his light shine in our hearts. It's his light on display in our lives in what Paul describes here as jars of clay. Now, clay jars back in Jesus' day uh, would have been a lot like I don't know, well, clay pots would have been like our cardboard boxes probably, just, uh, or, or a, a clay jar, maybe like a styrofoam cup, uh, just, a, just a little something. Uh, it was, it was uh, uh, useful but disposable, right? If a clay pot or jar broke, they'd get another one. Uh, they, maybe they'd make another one. Uh, some small clay jars uh, were, were used as lamps, They'd put a little oil in the bottom of it, and they'd they'd get a little wick, and they'd just kind of lay it in there, and and they'd have a crude little light to see by. Those lamps weren't much to look at, and, and they didn't take rocket science to put together. They were simple, crude vessels, only useful for the light that they carried. They were simple, crude vessels, only useful for the light that they carried. That's the picture that we need to have in our minds when Jesus says you are the light of the world. The only way that you are the light is because of his light shining in your heart. The the, the lamp isn't the important part. It's just a simple, crude vessel, something to carry the light with. Jesus is the light of the world, and so we have to let him shine through our lives wherever we go. Maybe you've heard of the author Robert Louis Stevenson. He uh, lived in the mid-1800s. He wrote uh, Treasure Island, among other things. Uh, They say that that when he was a young child, one evening Robert was looking out the front window of his home, and he was fascinated by a lamplighter out on the road lighting the gas street lamps. And he'd lit the one clear down, and then then, uh, he'd get down off his his little ladder, and he'd go a a few steps until he got to the next lamp and climb up and and light that one, and he was coming down the road. And and after watching for a few minutes, uh, Robert Louis Stevenson uh, called out, Nana, come quickly. There's a man coming down the street punching holes in the darkness. Are you going down the streets of your life punching holes in the darkness? Are you bringing Jesus, the light of the world, with you wherever life takes you? Who is Jesus? We can ask him. He says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. 